Hello everyone, my name is Vikas Agrawal and I'm the founder of AIF and PMS Experts India. Well, AIF and PMS Experts India is one of the largest platform for investing in alternate investments and portfolio management services. So, at, uh, you know, at AIF and PMS Experts India, our endeavor is to sort of educate and empower investors so that they can take the right decision in their life and attain their life goals. So what we've decided is, uh, you know, initially when I was laying down the foundation of the organization, I thought that why not we'll also build a sort of virtual property in which we invite uh, the best experts from the industry, read their mind, learn from their wisdom, learn from their value, investing wisdom and create wealth. Uh, so therefore, we started this show called Ask the Expert, wherein we invite industry experts and we ask questions on your behalf. Uh, because there are a lot of investors, especially new age investors. We talk about new age companies, but there are new age investors who are entering in, in Indian markets and, uh, and they, are, they, are, they would like to know more about you know, how do they uh, create wealth. So therefore, we thought we'll uh, sort of organize these knowledge-based sessions and talk to you. So, uh, you know, uh, this is a very, very special day of my life because this time I've invited my friend, uh, my uh, mentor, I would say, Mr. Gautam Bed. He's uh, the author of a book called Joy of Compounding. Uh, this is one of my favorite book, at least I would have read seven, eight times in the last three, four years time. And, you know, I have learned a lot from this book. And, uh, well, I met him at Bakshir Hathways AGM long back. And ever since I met him, I've been following him on so various social media. And he's uh, adding a lot of value to the entire investor community by sharing, uh, you know, his wisdom invest and sharing his learnings of investing with, with all of us. Uh, in fact, he has been reading all Bakshir Hathwe's AGM's letter. Uh, he has read all the letters since inception and he also wrote to Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett acknowledged his letter. Uh, this itself is, is a remarkable achievement, I would say, because we the way we look at Warren and Charlie both is like they are an institution by themselves and there's so much to learn from these world's richest successful investors. So. Uh, uh, without wasting too much of time, I will directly uh, speak to Gautam now and, and interact with him and try and learn today. So, uh, Gautam, first of all, thank you so much for accepting our request and coming all the way. I know you're based in US, but since you are in India, we thought of inviting you and uh, try to grab this opportunity of reading your mind. Thank you for the warm introduction, Vikas Bhai. I hope to add a lot of value to your audience today. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, Gautam, one of the things that I wanted to start with uh, you know, this book is the best-selling book, if you look at uh, across the globe. There are, I think, more than 10 countries that book is getting. So, so what was the purpose of writing this book? Let me begin by asking you this question. Uh, when you were writing this book, what was going in your mind? So, like with everything else in life, this uh, the writing of this book also has a very interesting backstory to it. So, I would like to share that with the audience today. So in November 2016, I joined Twitter, a social networking platform, and I started posting my thoughts on various subjects like philosophy, psychology, history, investing. And within a few months of me joining Twitter, two people from India flew all the way to Salt Lake City, Utah and US to meet me and actually thank me for what I was posting on Twitter. And they were the ones who gave me the idea of writing a book. Okay. And uh, I thought, okay, I already have most of my learnings and thoughts documented nicely in a word document and I have a ha very I have this habit of just recording everything in real time on a daily basis I like to keep learning something new every day sure but more importantly I like to note things down I think j maintaining a journal is an integral part of being a lifelong learner because you can 
refer back to that journal and then avoid repeating repeating the past mistakes and you also get to learn something new all the time so i thought let me just publish uh, my learnings into a book and i self published the book i spent all the money out of my own pocket to publish the book logistics marketing distribution production that time the only idea mm-hmm. was to give back to the investing community from whom i have gotten to learn so much over sure. the years so i decided to charge zero royalty this was just done as a goodwill gesture i thought probably the book will sell a few hundred copies and sure. i'll get the you know blessings of a few people and i'll also maybe get in touch with a few like minded people that was the basic thought process behind right. Right, right, self publishing the book initially right. Right. but one of the biggest learnings of my life because is that when you help others unconditionally the universe works in such a way so as to reward you back multiple times over so in may 2019 i was at the berkshire hathaway agm i was at creating university sitting alongside guy spire one of my investment role models and we were signing copies of our book for the readers and lo and behold miles thompson from columbia business school publishing he flew down from new york to meet me in in omaha and he offered me a publishing opportunity with them yeah and you know being a value investor I always had a quiet dream quiet dream of being published by columbia someday because that is where the value investing discipline originated yeah. benjamin graham used to teach at the True. university of columbia so to get published by columbia was a very big honor and a privilege and the rest is history today the joys are compounding as an international best seller in seven countries in the world and one of the key reasons for the uh, success of this book i would also like to attribute the same to warren buffett as well because one of the preconditions of columbia from me was before they could publish the book i had to get the approval from warren buffett himself to include the copyrighted content from his berkshire hathaway shareholder letters so i wrote a letter to him talking about what the book is about and uh, how i plan to share my learnings with people and then he wrote back a handwritten letter to me praising this book after reading the manuscript that was one of the big highest you know very big high point in my yeah, life yeah yeah and have, having gotten warren buffett's blessings and uh, i think that was a very very big thing in my right, life so right. i'm very fortunate and privileged in that right, sense right. i would watch for it because i was there in omaha you know with you those days in 2016 i remember now and uh, uh, of course uh, it's a different feeling altogether so many congratulations for that thank you uh so now uh, let's come to the book so you know uh, uh, this is the book joy of compounding well uh, those who have not read uh, we i strongly recommend that please buy this book from amazon and read it uh, immediately so you know the first thing that you talked about and you know this is one of my uh, favorite thing you know and charlie munger because i heard him saying this many times he says that you know i constantly see people rise in life who are not the smartest sometimes not even the most diligent but they are learning machines they go to bed every night a little wiser than they were when they got up and the boy does that help you know uh, particularly when you have a long term ahead of you so you know mr charlie munger always talks about this learning machine thing and you also picked up this that's the first thing that you picked up can you throw some more lights on that sure there's so much wisdom in those words by bunger and i think you know it is something which all of us should follow all of us should try to become a bit more wiser every single day you see our body is limited in ways that the mind is not in fact by the time most of us are 40 years old our bodies begin to deteriorate but there is no limit to the amount of growth and development which our mind can sustain reading keeps our mind alive and growing and that is why all of us should inculcate a healthy reading habit right 
This is the key to Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's success. They say they spent 80% of their daily life reading or thinking about what they have read. Right. Therein lies the secret of becoming smarter. The key to achieve success in life is to read and learn constantly and to keep growing every day. Because you know, if you can harness the power of compounding to the field of knowledge and your personal development, yeah. then over the long run you can't help but succeed. Right. Now, when I saw lifestyle of Warren Buffett, when I was in Omaha, I saw that the distance between his office and his residence is only 20 minutes. And every day when he reaches, he spends almost 7-8 hours in the office and he's reading book throughout the day. So, that clearly indicates that how, I mean, even at the age of 93 and Manjar 1999, Charlie Manjar, still there, they're reading so much, you know, they spend almost 70-80% time on their reading. Clearly indicates that, you know, uh, once you become habituate of learning machine, then if you don't get the desired learning every day, it's like, you know, you're hungry to, to look forward for those learnings. You so know. Here I would like to add something very interesting which I've shared in the book as well. There is something called, so dopamine is a pleasure chemical which is released in our brain when we engage in any ple ple pleasurable activity. Right. Many of us, you know, we tend to, you know, engage in one of the seven, uh, seven uh, sins and then we derive the dopamine chemical. What Charlie Munger has done is, he has trained his brain in such a way so as to derive this pleasure chemical by learning or discovering something new. Sure. So, he has oriented his mind in such a way, he gets yeah. a kick out of learning something new. And the moment you orient your mindset like that, right. then every day becomes very exciting because you're getting to learn something new every day and becoming more happier as a result. You don't look at it as a tedious activity anymore. Right. And when I interact with most of the successful people, the first thing when I ask them what, what is the reason, what is the secret behind your success, the first thing which comes out of their mind is that they're all learning machines. I mean, any big entrepreneur, you talk about it, be it India or maybe uh, US, but the first thing that they say is that they, they are all learning machines. So, uh, and I think for becoming a successful investor, you need to be uh, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, learning machine. So, my second question is, you know, recently you launched your PMS also in India and you also talked about portfolio management services in your book. So, let me ask you this question. Uh, in a different way. So, you were very sure that you want to be portfolio manager in India, hence you've given this as a subject in the book in 2016 or it was not planned but you thought of covering that subject and then eventually you became portfolio manager in India. Because uh, since you know my story, when I self-published the book initially, uh, that time I was working as a front desk hotel clerk at a hotel in San Francisco in California. Right. There was, I could have never imagined that this pursuit, this passionate pursuit of lifelong learning will take me from there to becoming a portfolio manager of global equity strategy at Summit Global then eventually starting my own India fund in the US and now becoming an equity advisor to a PMS in India. All this that I stand today is a result of the passionate pursuit of lifelong learning and a relentless pursuit to constant self-improvement every single day. And apart from improving ourselves, we should also try to improve others and add value to others because right. this is compounding of goodwill. It's a concept which is less talked about, right. but it is very, very powerful. We are able to create wealth only with the help of others. Mm. So, giving back also has to be a part of our planning. Well said, well said. It's a very touching story that you talked about. Then, you know, you were there with, um, in, you were in the hotel industry and you were there working with them for almost 15-16 months of your career as a receptionist and, you know, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a different uh, mindset altogether, altogether and uh, if you are really dedicated, sincere and really ready to sacrifice in your life, and be a learning machine, learn a lot, obviously, 
you become fund manager so many congratulations <laughs> thank you uh, and it was all about focus i would say so yeah. i'll share an interesting story here so when uh, warren buffett met bill gates over dinner at his house in us once so bill gates mother asked both of them what is the one single attribute which is the key to both your success right. both of them answered together focus right when i went to the us in 2015 i was very clear and focused that i only want to get a job on the stock market side preferably on the buy side i was earning good money in my previous job as an investment banking analyst in deutsche bank but that job did not suit my personal nature and my personality yeah and true happiness in life is not just about having high income it's when you're living a life aligned with your personal value system that is when you get true job satisfaction and fulfillment so i was very focused that i want to do a job only on the stock market side i'm a cfa charter holder hopefully i'll get something yeah but i'll be honest here i never thought i'll straight away get the role of a portfolio manager i sure, thought sure. i'll join as a junior analyst right then get promoted to an analyst then senior analyst right. then assistant portfolio manager and then finally reach portfolio sure. manager after 13 yeah. 14 years sure. but that's how compounding works right yeah. and like i applied to more than 1300 jobs mm. during those 15 months at the hotel and very few people i think can handle 1300 rejections like i mm. did mm. but the com- way compounding works is compounding will bestow its magic and benefits upon you only after testing your patience and conviction to the fullest right so you have you have to go through that initial valley of disappointment like i call mm. there is an initial valley of disappointment and then there is the you know peak of euphoria right but to right. get on the j curve and to experience that euphoria you have to go through that initial grind right. all the good things in life take time sure truly appreciate your honesty and the story is very inspiring gautam so now coming back to so you know in bakshi rathwe's one of the observation i saw bill gates coming and attending this every year so he's like on the board of bakshi rathwe's or how is the relation between he was them? formerly on the board of bakshi rathwe but uh, i think last last day he has stepped down now he's no longer on the board Okay, okay. But I see is contributing back to the society a lot as in big way. Yes. Yeah. So great, great. You talked about that also in your book, you know. So can you also uh, throw some more lights on that for the benefit of our audience? <laughs> so I'm a big believer in the philosophy of good karma and, and philanthropy, and uh, I've talked about a few real life examples in the book as well about how you know just helping others unconditionally has helped me in, in many uh, parts of life. So you know, in the investing, I think our investing value investing community in general. is a very helpful community and this is probably the only industry in the world where you know all the competitors are also very generous in helping each other out i think that's the beauty of our value investing community across the world in no other industry will you see competitors helping each other out right but our industry and our uh, community is such that we like to help that's the beauty of our industry that's the beauty of our industry actually we are very generous with well sharing said. sharing wisdom sharing information helping each other out that is also what really attracts me to this particular profession it's sure. a group of very like minded good people true true well said so my question is you know uh, because now you've launched your pms so i just want to uh, talk to you about that uh, in next few minutes uh, my question is that how different is your pms than other pms because there are well established pms houses in india and they've been doing this business for over two two and a half decades also uh, and some of them have really done well uh, over a period of law, last 20 years so my question is that when you thought thought of uh, launching this stellar pms in india uh, along with complete circle uh, so what was there in your mind a and what is the uh, investment philosophy how will you create wealth for your investors sure so the first key thing in which we differentiate ourselves from our peers in the pms industry is that we do not fall into any one single style bucket hmm. we are not a large cap pms or a small cap pms or a mid cap pms or a growth pms or a value pms 
we are opportunistic investors we invest wherever we find opportunities and we invest across small cap mid cap large cap it's a multi cap approach with uh, a focus on small cap and mid cap and special situations as well right. so an investor gets access to all areas of the market wherever there is opportunity through stellarwell pms yeah. that's one now about the investment philosophy at stellarwell pms there are two key pillars of our investment philosophy varying perception and long term structural trends mm. so let me just elaborate a bit on both sure. these uh, parameters varying perception refers to situations where you get return on capital employed roc expansion coupled with earnings growth therefore you get valuation re-rating and this is how you get multi baggers and varying perception comes from having a differentiated view on the short to medium term trajectory of a business so how do you get that how do you get this differentiated view what are the various triggers for varied perception there are many but let me list a few for you number 1 product mix change into a higher margin category that's number 1 because in those cases your bottom line growth is faster than your top line growth and you get valuation re-rating in those cases number 2 deleveraging because debt is a part of capital employed as debt goes down capital employed goes down return on capital employed goes up plus as debt goes down interest cost goes down so net profit goes up market cap goes up number 3 operating leverage which can come from having high unutilized capacity just at the beginning of an industry up cycle because in those cases your bottom line grows much more faster compared to your top line growth because you're basically you know once your fixed costs are covered then you know you get a lot of uh, revenues flowing directly into the bottom line number 4 industry cycle shift so as an example in middle of 2020 the residential real estate cycle in india turned around after more than a decade so we have had many multi baggers coming from the building material space in india in the last 3 uh, years yeah number 5 regulatory change very powerful source for varying perception so since early 2020 the government of india has been putting a heavy emphasis on ethanol blending right. and we have had many multi baggers coming from the sugar mills and distillery space last year i'll give one more example the yeah. reserve bank of india changed the regulatory guidelines for microfinance companies now microfinance companies no longer have that 10% interest rate cap on their loans and they are also allowed to have 25% of their loan book in non microfinance industries so now that not only that there is an addressable market goes up go up multifold now they can price risk appropriately as well now that that interest rate cap is gone so you know we in, in our pms as well we are holding one of the leading microfinance companies of india which is right now trading at a 50% discount to the sector leader but as the industry tailwinds grow stronger and this company reports very strong earnings this is valuation gap will narrow so mm. you'll get valuation re-rating right. coupled with earnings growth you'll get a, this is how you get multi baggers sure. the so next are four or five things that you look at correct in varying perception the second pillar is long term structural trends so what is long term structural trends are found in industries with a very favorable structure they are organized like a monopoly or, du- or a duopoly or an oligopoly at best and why is this so important it is because competition acts as friction for value creation you know there are no prizes for difficulty in investing and like warren buffett says i don't look for 7 foot bars i look for 1 foot bars where i can easily, which i can easily step over right? right so you want to look for places where there is next to no competition or very low competition so industry structure plays a key role here so it is the it is uh, uh, sorry to interrupt in between so value migration is a separate theme and this is a separate theme right yes Okay. so but but you can also get long term structural trends in in the industries which are characterized by value migration so mm. in india for the last 20 years we have had value migration from unorganized to organized public sector to private sector offline to online yeah, unorganized so, to organized correct so basically you know you can also write these structural long term tailwinds 
they are, they also fall so does this become part of your overall evaluation when you look yes at ideally you want to you want a scenario where all these elements are present mm. because in, at the end of the day investing is all about trying to maximize the probability of success in a particular investing activity yeah. it's a probabilistic activity even after our best efforts you know the outcomes may not be in our favor because it's a probabilistic activity right. at the end of the day but as fund managers as an as an and as equity analysts our endeavor all the time should be on trying to maximize the odds of our success that's the best we can do once we have selected the stock after that all that we need to focus on is our personal behavior right that is why temperament plays a yeah. very key role but one contrarian question here gautam is that in the other school of thought says that when you're looking at mid and small cap you need to book profits at the regular interval more because the off late you know the waiting period of these managers are not more than a year these days and you need to churn the portfolio a lot and when you correlate this with long term investing and managing volatility would it not be difficult and at times would this not backfire the overall performance it all depends on the characteristics of the underlying business so let me ask you a question hdfc bank was a small cap 25 years ago true if you had told told the investor or a client to book profits in hdfc bank along the way would that client have become rich or wealthy no not right? at all so all let's so look at any large cap or big size mid cap today which was initially a micro cap or a small cap to if you want to become wealthy from small cap or mid cap investing then you have to hold on to have a 10 bagger in your portfolio you need you need to hold on to a 10 bagger in your portfolio that is how true wealth is created it is not by hopping in and out of stocks all the time depending on the market mood or the market cycles it's about holding on patiently to good businesses with growth over a long period of time as long as they are, they are exhibiting the characteristics of capable and honest management good growth prospects and valuations have not become absurd as long as these three conditions are being fulfilled just hold on because the quality of good quality equity this supply of good quality equities in india is very limited the moment you get hold of one or two of them hold on for dli because right. you know this the demand supply dynamics ensure in india that the high quality equities are priced very expensive very quickly because right. there's so much demand for these quality these quality equities but the supply is very limited that's why many foreign investors cannot get their head around why are businesses of good quality trading at such high expensive valuations in india right. because they are so limited in number sure sure so you know my entire team is sitting out here and they have lot of questions for you gautam so if you don't mind can we start the q and a because when they got to know that you're coming they all prepared their questions and sure. they're very curious to know a lot of things from you so what we'll do is uh, we'll open the forum for q and a now and guys you can ask your questions uh, so over to you uh, uh, samit we can the first question maybe uh, mansi you can start samit so hi gautam sir i've read your book the joys of compounding and it's really amazing so i have a question for you so how do you say that humility increases the savings and not the income i would like to know that the most the most effective way to increase your savings is not to increase your income it is to increase your humility because many of us we we fall prey to what is known as lifestyle creep as our incomes go up we adjust our standard of living accordingly and therefore there is no change in our savings level even after increasing our income level so to build up your savings over time increase your humility not what is important is not to fall prey to you know these comparison games and trying to you know compete with the jonases what's important is to play your own game because life at the end of the day is a single player game you have to please play the game which is aligned with your personal value system no need to impress anyone else right 
So, uh, next, next question. Yeah. Hi, Gautam sir. Vanshi this side. I read your book, The Joys of, Compo uh, the Joys of Compounding. My question is from chapter number 23. And my question is, how does growing firms with excess returns are more valuable than NPV? So, the difference between the return on capital of a business and the cost of capital of a business gives us the free cash flow yield. And the intrinsic value of any business is the present value of all the future free cash flows of that business up to perpetuity, right? So that is why growing firms with you know high returns on capital, which are above the cost of capital, are the most valuable type of businesses to own. Because any business which is growing but earning less than its cost of capital is destroying shareholder value. But any business which is earning more than its cost of capital and growing its top line at the same time, those are the kind of businesses which create a lot of wealth for shareholders over time. So, so like, uh, sir, like, it is a very, honor, a very great honor to speak to you. So, do you think uh, special situations is a new way to invest uh, into value? So, special situations is nothing but value investing with a clear catalyst, a clear trigger. A special situation is one in which a corporate development has been announced by the company and you have a certainty regarding a broad certainty about the timeline within which that corporate development will be completed. You cannot speculate on that something will happen. A special situation only starts when an actual corporate development is underway. So that is what special situation is all about. And at the end of the day, like Charlie Munger has taught us, all intelligent investing is value investing. You are basically trying to pay less than what you're getting in return. So, you know, I think all uh, investing situations where you can, you know, earn a good return with low risk. That is the definition of value investing. Uh, sir, I would like to ask a question. That is, when you say if anything is new and finance, but that is the history. Hmm. Can't there be any new incidents apart from the one that has happened in the past? Sure. So, in the book, I've talked about this, that there is nothing new in the world of finance except the history that we haven't read. So when COVID-19 happened happened in two, the early 2020, many of us were taken aback. But if we simply had gone back in history and seen, in 1918, you had the Spanish flu pandemic. And we have had instances of pandemics in the past. But because we don't learn from history, so we get surprised by the developments as and when they occur. So it's very important to be, you know, be a long-range history uh, student. Go back just not 10, 20 years in time. Go back centuries in time because there's so much wisdom. In from history which we can obtain i think uh, the one key thing which changes in today's world is the pace of technology developments i think that is the only key thing which is uh, really changing with every passing day the level of technology is really changing very rapidly so we have to keep adapting ourselves because many businesses which were you know so-called inevitables or uh, you know very very strong businesses have been disrupted by technology and we have ha we have case studies from the past and we are seeing even companies today being disrupted by technology. We have to be on top of the technological trends. I think that is the only thing which you have to keep in mind. But the one thing which will never change across time over the next century as well is human behavior. The perennial you know, emotions of greed and fear and hope and you know, apprehension and all the different kinds of uh, human behaviors. I think those things will stand the test of time. And that's why all of us should be avid students of psychology. As Seth Klarman, the famous hedge fund manager has said, value investing is nothing but the marriage of psychology with the calculator. 
So apart from the quantitative side, you also have to focus on the behavioral side. Uh, so, sir, I would like to ask that uh, can you share some personal anecdotes or stories of compounding that have made a lasting impact on you? Sure. So, I think the biggest uh, example which I can give is in terms of compounding knowledge. So, you know, between I started, uh, you know, investing in the stock market from late 2007, but up to 2000, late 2013, till the time I had not started educating myself on the value investing discipline. Till that time. the results were very very bad it's only after i started educating myself on the philosophy of all the investing greats like warren buffett charlie munger phil fisher howard marks peter lynch phil, and and all the other greats that is when i really started to improve so compounding knowledge is very very powerful and you no know, i always tell people that if you want to become a good lawyer you need to study and practice if you want to become a good doctor you need to study and practice similarly if you want to become a good investor same thing study and practice मल्टीप्लिन You not only have to look at finance. Finance, you know, it's just you know one of the many dots to connect in the world of investing. You have to look at philosophy, history, mathematics, psychology. There are multiple disciplines involved, and through combination of all these disciplines, that is when you really get those eureka aha moments and those big breakthrough insights to make a great investing decision. So I think we all great investors have got one common habit: they just love to read all the time. They like to study all the time, and they like to keep educating themselves all the time on different disciplines. This is how you are able to maintain your calm and temperament during the turbulent times in the market as well. Because you need to have the right intellectual frame, no, the right intellectual framework, the right temperament. And like Buffett has said, we don't have to be more intelligent than the rest. We just have to be more disciplined than the rest. And this discipline, being more dis- disciplined than the rest, this attribute will come to you only when you are very well read, when you have got a good grounding in history. you have got a good grounding in the various psychological biases every value investor should read charlie munger's uh, speech at harvard called the uh, the uh, on various psychological biases the of human misjudgment that's a essential must read for everyone yeah next question from mohit so sir in this book you have uh, mentioned that people calculate too much and think too little and also in the later part of the book you have mentioned about stress influence tendency on people can you please elaborate on this Let me answer the second part of your question first on stress influence tendency. This is a very common thing in the stock markets when there is a lot of turbulence and volatility. You know, we tend to end up making rash decisions because we are under stress. Investing is a field in which you should, should never take hurried decisions. You know, we think we make our best investing decisions when we when we are able to think with a calm mindset and and with when we are operating with low stress. So make sure to design your work environment. and your daily environment in such a way that your stress is minimized this is very very important because you know we design our environment first and then our environment shapes us as well so make sure to create a conducive environment of for thinking clearly and rationally so that's the answer to your first question about stress influence uh, the first que- the earlier question was about you know uh, calculating too much and thinking too little so most almost all of us humans we have a tendency to think in terms of black or white but the world is not black or white the world is always in shades of gray 
again this applies to investing as well investing is a probabilistic activity there is nothing there is no such thing as a perfect company or a perfect business every business you invest in will come with some risks attached to it and as investors we all have to live with the risks that we can understand all right so great uh, gautam uh, it was you know pleasure interacting with you and uh, thank you for answering all the questions so patiently uh, with that we'd like to conclude the session here and wish you on behalf of entire aif and pms experts in the team we wish you all the very best for your newly launched pms stellar wealth thank you thank you kartik thank you